Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the left side. This is the right side. Chelsea Matley, we are back for part two. And it's only been like a month and it's only been like six or seven weeks. No big deal. No, it hasn't been that long, has it? Yeah, October 13th. And You're it's joking. November 26th right now. Oh, things were so good October 13th, and then it was just downhill from there. All downhill from there. Ugh. But we're back, and you know what? <clears throat> We've got some pretty, uh, you know, mood-enhancing music to listen to yes. here together as we continue the the Indie Pop Mega Tournament. We're going to do our best. We we have maximum an hour and 45 minutes here, so we will <laughs> we will not luxuriate too, too much so that we can give things their proper due, but it's good to have you back. Well, I'm so happy to be back. I've, you know, something has happened in the time that we have been together. Um, and that is, I have become a pretty big fan of some of these uh, artists that were kind of new to me. I think that's time. a great so, place to start. Uh, give, give us a little rundown. <laughs> what, what's what been capturing your, your heart? Well, you know, let me just be honest because I said a few, but I'm really, <laughs> I have become a bleacher super fan. Bleachers, it's yeah. Like, it's like embarrassing, but not embarrassing like in the sense of like that I should be embarrassed because it's not good music, but like my kids really like it now. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm like following their Instagram and like I was like, uh-huh. oh my gosh, they're coming out with a new record. Yeah. Wouldn't that be so fun to see them live? So um, I'm asking other people if they're listening to them. <laughs> yeah. you're Okay. You're really going down the bleachers. <laughs> Bleachers Highway here. I mean, I have had such a fun time listening to them. I mean, it just to me, it's like, like you were saying, mood boosting. So really fun. It's really, honestly, really fun. yeah, it's, I think I mentioned this last time, even though it was six weeks ago. I, I'm pretty sure I said, like, be, I know that I love Bleachers because, like, Jack Antonoff does not want me to be his friend. And he, and he knows <laughs> that that's an option. He's not chosen that route. And yet I still love them. And knowing myself, that's how I know I really love it. And I, that, it stands. It stands. I think that's good. I mean, I think also he might maybe be kind of a little bit of a weird guy, but 
He was honestly, he's a pretty normal guy. When I knew him on tour, I mean, I, I you know, not. Uh, let's just say I've known, I've toured with some, quote unquote, weird guys. Okay. Okay. I, I have, a, I have an internal kind of you have a you radar know, radar for that, and I didn't pick up on that uh, with uh, Jack. Nice okay. dude. Okay. Okay. I but trust you. <clears throat> this is perfect because first round or round matchup one of round two is Bleachers versus Lana Del Rey. Oh, and this, I knew this was coming, and I knew this was coming. I just knew it. So from Lana Del Rey, we're going to get Young and Beautiful, title track from same album. Hot summer days, rock and roll, the way you play for me at your show, and all the ways I got to know. Pretty face and electric soul Will you still love me when I'm no longer young and beautiful? Will you still love me when I got nothing but my aching soul? I know you will, I know you will, I know that you will I will say, brief correction, it is from the Great Gatsby, Boz Lerman film soundtrack. It's not a, mm-hmm. an album by that name. The artwork tipped me off. It's obviously the artwork from uh, from that oh, film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, she's channeling a little bit of Daisy, I she think. She really is. In this and song. I think that is a gorgeous song. Gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. On, honestly, like. That's a pretty great fit for what Lana Del Rey does is Daisy from The Great Gatsby. Like that's that's working for me. Like that's okay, good okay. casting, I think, just in general. Sure. Up against from Bleachers, we get the track Good Morning from Gone Now. Woke up, I'm in the in-between, honey. One foot out, and I know the wind is coming. Because I left it by the bed last night. Open my eyes and stare and pray for life. Always one foot out when you say goodbye to the one that you love. One dream away from the ones above. That's such a rhythm in my life these days. So I hold on tight and I learn to behave. Because I lied to you, I lied to you, I lied to your face in the summer. Your face in the summer. You had long hair then. I'm singing now, dear. Good I mean, what are you thinking? <clears throat> I love that Lana Del Rey song. I think it's hard. It's not fair to put these two songs together because you're going to keep feeling that way the the closer we get to the end. It's going. I know it way. really is, and I, I mean, I I have to get over it because um, the songs are so different. And that song, that Lana Del Rey song, and I've noticed this with the whole playlist. Her favorite songs of mine aren't in aren't any of the songs that are on here. And this is not one of my favorite songs of hers, but it's mm-hmm. perfect for the movie. I love it. It's and I feel yeah. like it's not fair because it it was made for a film with that in mind. But the but um, the listeners are rewarding it and putting it very high atop her top songs. I so, know, and it's you know. it is, and it's one of her like very mellow, dramatic kind of. You know, I hear that 
bell and to me it's like top gun that's and so just very dramatic Mm. um but i love that bleacher song I love that Bleacher song. That totally. was like the, the only the second song. I think I think I listened to the songs in order of the playlist when you sent yeah. it to me, and um, I immediately was like, I love this song. It's so fun. It's so good. I love the beat. It's catchy. It's um, so as much as I love that Lana Del Rey song, and it's beautiful, and the lyrics are gorgeous, and it's very like dreamy and and angsty. Um, I just, I just love that Bleachers song. I think I have to give it to Bleachers. That's great. Uh, <laughs> my my love for Bleachers is well known. I'll just say on this, this song is maybe, is particularly a cool example kind of production wise. Like mm-hmm. that first chorus, like the vocals are on the left ear, the instruments are in the right ear. It's like a yep. Beatles stereo feel. It's a very odd yeah. thing to do nowadays. It's obviously, it's like a, it's a overt hearkening back, but he's also, you know, using these kind of very modern uh, uses of sampling. There are things mm-hmm. that kind of make it sound very much, you know, 21st century. For sure. But then also he's really explicitly hearkening back to the 60s. And I just love it when he gets experimental, you know, like the last, it seems like this new record and certainly the last one, he's wanting to go more of like a I am the new Bruce Springsteen kind of a route. With yeah. more of a band and, you know, like totally. I, I understand the live shows are very sweaty, like, like the boss and you know, that kind of a thing. Um, but I, I think I like him best when he's doing kind of, he's in between those worlds. Right. He's having fun with a computer, frankly. And I, well, I love the synths. I think they're so fun. And, and yeah, the double saxophone thing that he's doing now is really great. Like you said, I was talking to Tess the other day about it. And I was like, it's like Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. and some of it feels like Prince, and some of it feels like Vampire Weekend. So like, but when you're listening to like Bleachers, this is Bleachers, you know, the Spotify, you're getting like all the different records. So you can kind of yeah. hear the older stuff versus the newer stuff. And it's all fun, but I, I, I kind of tend to agree with you. So I don't have anything to say about Lana Del Rey as we say farewell. Do you, is there more that you'd like to kind of, you want to eulogize her at all? eulogize (laughs) um you know i i when we were texting about this i i remember saying to you like oh lana del rey i love her but you know it's kind of like she's really cool but also is she kind of (laughs) problematic like i don't know how i feel about her but also like i said these songs on this list in particular aren't some of my favorite songs um and so I don't feel like I have a lot in terms of saying goodbye, but I feel like obviously she's amazing. She's doing th- this amazing thing. She's doing her own thing. And like you said, we're seeing that the plays and the fans like are loving, they're loving her. And she and Jack, she and Bleachers just did They've worked a song together. together. Yep. Like she wrote a song for his wedding. And I think that's Bleacher's number one song right now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Margaret is the number one Bleacher song right now. And it's a beautiful song. And I love her in it. And I love her voice. And I just think she's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, She she is quite wonderful. She also has over 10 times the monthly listeners that Bleacher has. Bleacher's have. have, Jack has. I don't know how you want to say that. Uh, So congratulations. Nice upset there. Next up, we've got Electric Guest versus Father John Misty. Mm. So this is interesting. So from Electric Guest, we already heard this head I hold. 
great track of theirs. Now mm-hmm. we get a track called Oh Devil from the album Plural. that jamaican stuff going on uh and from father john misty from fear fun opening record debut record rather we get nancy from now on and punch me in the face you can call me nancy Every man wears a symbol And I know I have mine I've got my right hand stamped In the concentration camp Where my organ screams slow down, man Interesting juxtaposition. Not a whole lot to latch on to in terms of comparing them to each other. Uh, like like zero. <clears throat> and honestly, when I was kind of looking at this before, I thought <laughs> I thought I was going to go the other way that I'm kind of leaning towards now. Mm. Um, I think the so this Father John Misty song, I love the chorus. I love the chorus. It's like dreamy. It's like fun. It's got that like fun piano and it kind of reminds me of um, Head and Heart, like that Kenny piano, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics uh, weird me out. <laughs> they weird I, me out. You know, I think he like, for some reason, I think he's like immune to criticism from, I don't know, like progressives or something, but <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to just going to go on a limb here and say likening the organs in your body that you punish with drugs and alcohol to members of a concentration camp is I think it's kind of in in fucking poor taste it's I I'm I mean I literally my face when I was listening I literally went "Mm," like I cringed yeah it's like (laughs) like I get you're being clever and and he does a lot of very fun wordplay stuff Mm -hmm. I I I will. I actually really like that record, uh, Fear Fun, his, his first album. Um, but that's that's like fucking cool, it, dude. That's not cool. <laughs> Simmer down. Just Simmer like down, buddy. Yeah. A little bit. Um, but so you're gonna go Electric Guest or or what? No. Okay. Oh. Well, this is a thing. I was when I listened to yeah. these songs like two weeks ago. I was like, uh, this Nancy from now on. Even like, you can call me Nancy from now on. I was like, what is he saying? It's so weird. But. And, and so I, I was took to go Wikipedia, <laughs> went down a long <laughs> rabbit hole that I, I would that not I... recommend. 
I did. <laughs> but I just the the electric ended up guest... at the Kubrick okay. moon landing page. I don't know even how I got there. The FBI so, something... might be looking at my computer now. <laughs> I was seeing ads for ayahuasca ceremonies. It was a weird night, man. I don't. Father John Misty and I just took a took a oh ride gosh. together. Oh my gosh. Okay, sorry. Uh, okay, sorry. Anyway, getting back to just. Yeah. I was going to ditch out. I was going to ditch out. But tonight, that song hit me a little differently. Hmm. And that chorus took me a little further than I think that the other song did. It's a fun chorus. It's so fun. Um, He's kind of doing the Lana Del Rey thing in in that chorus in a way that I I think I just maybe like a little bit more. And I don't know. Yeah. It might just be like pure uh, random aesthetic preference, you know? Totally. I I think I'm with you on that. And I think that Electric Guest is Electric Guest, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like very new, like I said, very new to me. I don't mm-hmm. know much about them. Don't really have like any basis of kind of like yeah. um, history with the band. I don't, you know. And that song is awesome. Super fun. Like you said, some Jamaican vibes in there. But um, I think I'm going to go with Father John Misty on this one. Yeah, honestly, I really liked the verse and pre-chorus of the Electric Guest song. But yeah, like super great. whatever they were going for in that course, you know, that's a very common move for Western American British bands to like kind of go to Jamaica or, <laughs> you know, glo- like worldwide music that Globetrot. is influenced by reggaeton and other forms of, of Jamaican music. Like there's a rich history of that. And that one was like, that felt more like having Shaggy do a chorus on your song than like what the clash were up to, you know? Sure. It was maybe a little more subtle than that, but yes. Okay. It did, but it felt kind of forced. Sure. Um, whereas the head I hold, that is like a masterpiece of, of a pop song to me. So I, I liked it. I guess just to say I liked it less than the first Electric Guest song. So Father Agreed. John Misty goes on. Okay. Next up, Biba Doobie, Bea Badoobie. That's what we think, Biba right? Biba I think it's Biba Doobie. I think her name is Beatrice. Oh, Beatrice. So Biba Doobie. Okay. I, I think. I well, could be that wrong. Well, that would be Bea Badoobie. That would be a... Anyway. Versus the head and the heart. <laughs> <laughs> and from uh, Bia Badoobie, we get the song Coffee. Don't stay awake for too long. Don't go to bed. I'll make a cup of coffee for your head. I'll get you up and going out of bed. And I promise that one day I'll feel fine. That's like a Gen Zer does Jack Johnson, but through the vein of like the early Elliott Smith stuff. And that's up against, oh, a song by the head and the heart that I really like from the second record, Let's Be Still. It is Shake. But the wind, yes, the wind keeps pushing me. with 
So great. So good. Such a good song. I Here's my honest take is like, and I'm wondering if I'm just, if I have kind of a bias because I love a good five piece band playing instruments together. Sure. And, you know, maybe that's kind of like a, I don't know, like indie white dude bias against <laughs> like a girl with an acoustic guitar or whatever, singing a very simple song. It was a good song, but it, it's, but like, it's darling, it's darling, but it's not, it, I think, I think the previous song we've heard from her, I was more like, whoa, what's, what's going on here? Like, this totally. is really cool. But this, like the ukulele kind of whatever it is, acoustic stuff, which it sounds right. like maybe was the first thing that caught on for her. This was her TikTok famous song, right? Wasn't it? I think that's right. And, and then they came, someone yeah. came in and kind of vibed with her and did like a little synth thing with the little voice and it became like the TikTok background song. Okay. So I don't know a, a ton about that, but like, it yeah. seems like it's that track. Whereas this Head in the Heart song is like, yeah, dude, they just got, they're just firing on all cylinders. Yeah. And this Head in the Heart song, right, was there, was this the first single from their second I, I record? I think it was the first single from Let's Be And Still. this song, I remember hearing this song and I was still kind of in a phase where I wasn't really listening to them at all just because I wasn't, you know, my time with them had ended. It wasn't yeah. great. Yeah. You um, go through a transition period. Yeah, yeah. You have that Band-Aid ripoff feeling where you're like, yeah. I'm not going to listen. No. Exactly. But I remember hearing this song and being like, oh, shit. <laughs> I have to. Okay. You got I, me back. I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. And That's it's great. so good. The harmonies and just I love that like Paul Simon bass kind of ding ding. Oh my ding, gosh, ding. the bass Like playing. how fun. Mm. And then obviously Kenny, like it's great. There, it's, it's it's a perfect use of Kenny's kind of piano approach. Like it's got just a little honky tonk in it, but it could also yeah, it could also fit in that yeah. kind of sixties pop world. Yeah. Well, and then you have John obviously with his little with his. I'm not, I'm not gonna do it, but his little. His poo uh, thing that he does. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So, so head in the heart goes on. But you know what? We I think we were both impressed by uh Bia Badoobi and I love her. She's I'm great. Like, yeah, I'm into it. I'm I'm glad to have found the music. Sweetest voice. She's got that like Rachel Yamagata, like just sweet voice. Yeah. Little guitar. Yeah. Precious. Claro. I'm not saying that like a fake name. I know. I know you're not. <laughs> I know you mean it. Yeah. Next up, we've got Claro, speaking of, has worked with Jack Antonoff, versus Dr. Mm -hmm. Dog. So from Claro, we get Pretty Girl. by Dr. Dog. Now we talked about this, right? Hard at races. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a cover, but it is it is one of those covers that becomes a part of the covering band's like main quiver. It becomes a fan <laughs> favorite. It's a song they have to play. Uh, you know, like I wouldn't uh, like I wouldn't begrudge Iron and Wine's cover of Such Great Heights. Like that's, that's good, like yeah. truly an Iron and Wine song as well as a Postal Service song. 
So yeah. I think I listened to it. I kind of looked at it and I, I think it deserved to be kept. So it's up against uh, this song, Hard at Races, which is, do you remember who it's a cover of? Architecture in Helsinki. Architecture in Helsinki. Okay, sweet. Uh, by Dr. Dog. And we're slow to acknowledge the knots in our laces, our races. And we go back to where we moved out to the places, our races. I saw it to a man through a mouth that window he get to that fun guitar riff <laughs> sorry i love that that guitar riff is so copyright concerns infringe upon us to some degree um i get it i get it i'll tell you i have a thought about these how these two songs relate to each other i wonder if you agree oh, okay the claro song is like early elliot smith when he's got his home tape recorder and there's like oh there's something there's something to what huh. this guy's doing especially okay. like the first record which has Needle in the Hay, and then oh, like a lot of yeah. kind of more forgettable songs. And then it has Needle in the Hay, but does have Needle love. in the Hay, which, like, <laughs> if you ever just wrote that, that's a great music that's career. Plenty, right? To there. be clear. And then the Dr. Dog song is like when he gets the money to make EXO or Figure Eight, and he has a full studio set up and access to great players. And what does he choose to do then? It still sounds like him, right? But he, he widens the palette significantly. And, huh. and it would be, it just is, I like Needle in the Hay, but I don't think I could ever like it as much as Miss Misery or, I see you know, what you're saying. like yeah. everything means nothing it's to me like or those tracks. Like, more. yeah, he's just like, oh, he, he just like was able to do this like more realized thing. Sure. I think that's, that's my I, take. I, I totally agree with you on that. I, I really like this cover. Have you listened to the architecture in Helsinki? No, I don't know it. I mean, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter for the purposes of what we're doing, but it's not an easy listen. Um, (laughs) This, especially in comparison, oh, it's like pretty rough around the edges, kind of thing. Really, it's intense. Yeah. Um, This is like so easygoing and kind of calm, but it kind of pulls you in. You've got this like punchy drum thing. I just and I love the like la 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 la. la. I just think it's it's so fun. Really cool. Okay. This might be like totally. Do you remember that band Pickwick? Yeah, I love Pickwick. Okay, yeah. so you love Pickwick. Oh, you know this song, are you thinking song, Hacienda of Motel, Hacienda Motel? Okay, we are going okay, to play this. this. Harkens. This harkens. Yes, indeed. <laughs> okay. It totally reminds me of that. This Hacienda Motel. This is uh, a song I really love by love Pickwick. This song. Um one of my <clears throat> one of my best friends plays guitar in this band. Uh and they are a band that was very good. They're not really they're not really active anymore. Um It's a shame. It is a shame. <laughs> they left a real mark in the Seattle scene. And I remember seeing them at the Neptune Theater when they were like just gearing up for this first full length. And one of the early singles was Hacienda Motel. It's, it's their by far their most popular on Spotify. And it's got this incredible, I think it's about is it Marvin Gaye's death. 
or oh. Sam Cooke. I think it's Sam Cooke. I think it's I like a fictional, that. it's like a song version of the story of uh, Sam Cooke's death, sure. his, his murder. Okay. And uh, and it's just got this crazy thing that they do in the, I guess it is, is it the verse? Is it the, is it the chorus where they, like the it's, organ and vocals and yeah, I'm going to play mean, it. Yeah. Uh, we'll just hear that part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, Pickwick. Get out of here. Mean, come get out of here. It's so good. But okay, yeah. but can you see what I'm saying? Yes. Totally it's got the those vibes. It's a little faster. It's got a little bit more, no. you know, kind of percussion going I on. Hear it. It's so I hear similar. It. And I think that's yeah. also why I love that song. Both yeah. of them. Love that. So, okay, so Dr. Dog's going forward. They're going forward. Um, we're just going to move on because we, we do want to make sure we, we hit our time here. Next yeah. up, Florence and the Machine versus Regina Spector. So, from Florence and the Machine, this also is a cover. We talked about this. It's called You've Got the Love. Is it an old, like, gospel tune or? I think it is. Something like that. I think that's what we what we figured that out. we figured out. But it, yep. it has become one of those things where it's like, but it's definitely a Florence and the Machine song. It's one of her top songs. Uh, it very much sounds like the band. It does not sound mm -hmm. like a faithful cover. Uh, it definitely made it right. her own, made it their own. I'm not sure. Again, is it her or is it a band? I don't really know what the... Exactly. But anyway, here's You've Got the Love by Florence the Machine. Sometimes it seems the Lord is just too old. Anything's wrong no matter what I do. Now and then it seems like the life is just too much. But you've got the love I need to see me through. When food is gone, you are my daily need. Oh. Say yeah. Can you say something about that real quick? Say it. I wonder if part of the reason she's doing she's covering like an old gospel tune is like she, it, she her vocal style is kind of like a gospel diva, totally. like it's kind of an Aretha thing. Yeah. And I don't because the instrumentation is like kind of Celtic indie, um, you know, like there's that harp in there, but there's also mm -hmm. like a like a aughts breakbeat, and mm. you know, it's not gospel music. No. Uh, so that, but that is the way she sings, and that is really an interesting way to do something. I'm totally perplexed by the cover. I mean, in terms of why she would choose it, <laughs> all like, yeah, I just is interesting. Uh, but I, I agree with you with her voice. Like, it's she's certainly not like an ensemble singer. She's, I wouldn't like, be surprised if that own. is like some of her favorite music, and that's mm. where she kind of like got her identity as a vocalist. And so she's like, I want to pay some homage, and then. It ends up kind of working for people because it right. is a similar uh, style of singing. Hmm. I wonder. I okay. Like up against, though, a very strong Regina Spector song, Fidelity. Get out of here. Shook it up. I never loved nobody fully. 
always one foot on the ground And by protecting my heart truly I got lost in the sounds I hear in my mind All of these voices I hear in my mind All of these words I hear in my mind All of this music And it breaks my heart And it breaks my heart And it breaks my heart When it breaks my heart Game Pass. I know some Aww. people when they think indie pop, they might think Feist or something, but I think that that is kind oh. of to me the dead center of what we're talking about here. I agree. I I think I think of her and that song more much more than Feist. Um, yeah, I love that song. It's, it's incredible. So incredible. I love how that song builds, and then kind of towards the end, you think it's going to get bigger, but it drops back down again. Yeah, I, and I. I have not listened to it in so long until we started doing this. And then I had it on in my car and I was like, this is an incredible song. Why did I stop listening to this? Incredible. Mm -hmm. I think think the only thing, it does feel a little dated. I mean, her, her kind of quirky approach to pop music feels very aughts to me. Like it, it was definitely in the zeitgeist. And I wonder if I, if I kind of fault it for that, but it's actually, it's doing something so weird and authentic and idiosyncratic that kind of it does also supersede that era. Do you feel like the like the music itself is doing the weird thing or do you think it's like her vocal styling? Because I feel like she does it's have totally this like both. kind of throat singing that yeah. she does and in some of her other songs. Um, it's like maximally list, cute does. in a certain kind of a way. You think it's cute? I think it's kind of quirky. I think it's I think quirky it's... in the same way that Florence yeah. and the Machine is. Like you either, either love her voice and kind of the yodel thing that she does or you don't. And it's like kind of cringy. And I think yeah. people probably feel the same about Regina Spector and like. Either you like it or you're kind of like, eh, I don't know if I would classify it as cute. Though. I think it is. I think it's simultaneously cute and like a little menacing. Hmm. I, I think it's like vaudevillian kind of yeah. the way she sings. And yeah. that doesn't, That's I'm not true. always in the mood for that maybe. Sure. Um, and so maybe I'll sometimes skip it, but like a song like that or what will, what we would hear next, Samson. I mean, these songs are just yeah. like, they are. Have you heard her song, solid. Après Moi? Um, I don't know. Where she maybe sings not. in Russian? Oh, give that one a listen if you want to hear menacing because it's great. That's where we get that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she's gonna she's gonna take it. I assume. all that to say, yes, I think she's gonna. I think she. I think just by this much, just I'm get showing you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I love that song more than the Florence and Machine song. Yeah, Florence and the Machine. I, I'm with you. Um, Florence and the Machine, great, great group. My favorite song. And we don't song, get to hear Shake It Out. You know what? Let's just let's hear the <laughs> let's, let, let's do it. Because this is, I don't know, kind of a perfect it's, song. This incredible. Is, yeah, so at, incredible. we're gonna play this as we say goodbye to Florence and the Machine. Here's Shake It Out from the album Ceremonials. Don't 
song i know if, if that one would have been there i mean that organ oh. the outro i cannot it's all time it, it might be a top 100 song of my life it's so good it's and you so know what good. spotify listeners this should be number one it i don't know really what you should. guys are doing come on why it's is this because, not number one it's because guardians of the galaxy is out and all the youngins are listening to that one it's mm. in that movie <laughs> yeah oh, okay i see oh because it's like it's, it's playing in the film the, at like the aughts as nostalgia or whatever. Yeah, it is. That's depressing. That's depressing. <laughs> yeah, let's not linger there. Let's not linger there. Okay, next up, <laughs> Bell and Sebastian versus Heim. And for Bell and Sebastian, mm. we get Get Me Away From Here, I'm Dying from If You're Feeling Sinister, their kind of breakout album. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's their maybe it's their debut. Oh, get me away from here, I'm dying. Play me a song to set me free Nobody writes them like they used to So it may as well be me Here am I own now after hours Here am I own now on a bus Think of it this way You could either be successful or be us With our winning smiles and our hands With our catchy tunes or words now a photogenic, you know, we don't stand a chance. Interesting. <laughs> Back to some of those kind of origins of this genre, right? 100%, yes. Up against something very different. Maybe <sighs> these represent the two, like, kind of furthest uh, parts of the indie pop continuum. Sonically. The two towers. It's the, the two, two towers. towers, if you will. You've got <laughs> you've got the Bill and Sebastian, Elliot Smith of it all, the kind of mm -hmm. lo super lo-fi record in your home with a four track. And then on the other end, you've got Heim, which is like sonically perfected. It does have some analog crunch to it, as it were. Uh, but it is like so carefully crafted and wrought and and mm. done so with such balance and skill it's really the opposite kind of thing but they and really do like respectable somehow like they kind equally. of are they they <laughs> i really like both approaches to to mm -hmm. music here's i want you back or just want you back rather by heim no it's hard to hear it and it may never be enough but don't take it out on me Cause I blame it all on myself And I had a fear of forgiveness I was too proud to say I was wrong But all that time is gone No more fear and control I'm ready for the both of us now 
Yeah, they're like the two poles. It's not going to get much further toward just straight pop than Heim. But they've still got, I think they still got just enough kind of marking them as an indie group. Um, But I don't know. That might be, that might be wrong. It's really hard because I feel like if that Belle and Sebastian song was up against like Bia Badoobie. Yeah. Those two songs, I'm like, oh, that would to me be like these are equally and similar in like the the way that the song is kind of put out. Um But the Bell and Sebastian like, song is a superior oh, song, you're saying. One hundred percent. Up against one hundred percent that that second track of hers. Yeah. Yes. I just feel like when I when I'm struggling like this between like two songs that I don't that are like the two towers, but also are very different. And I like equally for different reasons. I tend to go back to my head nod. And like what makes me dance and what makes me yeah, like. Yeah, because you're getting through life with know? two kids, you know. For sure. Yeah, we're stuck here. In the and Midwest, I don't think, I don't want you to choose based on like <laughs> what's the coolest like, you no. know, Tumblr version of you Mm-mm. would pick what song. No, just like right. what's your real life. Also, I think I never realized that the lead singer or the singer that was singing that song in Bell and Sebastian has kind of a little bit of a lisp. <laughs> they are, yeah, are what, they're from the UK. I forget which. I'm like, are they oh, I had my headphones and I was like, I'm hearing a slight lisp. <laughs> Did I look up make... where they're from? Scottish. Did I look that up last time, six weeks ago? I, don't I think remember. I might have. You might have. You I might have. have. Okay. Anyway, wow. chitter chatter, chatty cappies. Um, <laughs> All that. I, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, Bell and Sebastian, it's, they ran into a, a modern day buzzsaw. They did. Uh, just with like, you know, DeWalt is just making sharper saws than they used to make. <laughs> and there's nothing they can do about it. It's not their fault. No. Uh, I love Bell right, and Sebastian. I like game. that song a lot. It's also not the best Bell and Sebastian song. It's to be not. Honest. It's not. It's not. They got better, frankly, than that record, in my opinion, although I know that's the canonical, like, great record. I, mm-hmm. I like it. I like them later as they've gotten a little bit less out of the more out of the bedroom, you know, sounding sure. and stuff. Um, OK, sure. next up, Jens Lechman, who I I I willed him into the tournament <laughs> against, you know, fighting against gravity. And then he comes out and he beats TV girl. And now he's in the second round. And he and has like he by far against? the least listeners. He's going up against, however, the shins. So this oh. could be a bloodbath. Um, but let's see what happens because from Jens we get just a fucking fantastic song. <laughs> this song is sipping so fun. on the sweet nectar. Well, sometimes I almost regret it, like I regret my regrets. I see myself on my deathbed saying, I wish I would have loved less. But that's when the feeling hits. So just let. Off your memories, just take a sip and let it wet your lips. You won't understand all this until you're sipping on the sweet nectar off your memories. Just what a guy! Sipping just... on the sweet nectar of your memories. Yes, 
Yes. Oh, that's what we're doing right now. Oh. <laughs> Do we understand all of this now that we are sipping on the sweet nectar of our memories? <laughs> Chelsea, that should be the trailer for the show. I should excerpt <laughs> yes. that and just put that in the intro. That is exactly what we're doing. We're That's sipping perfect. on the sweet nectar of our memories. Uh, up against one of uh, one of my sweet nectary memories, <laughs> the Shin song, Phantom Limb. Oh. We wander through the mama's hearts, the milk from the window lights, family portraits a good night. This is that foreign land with the spirit on tans, and it all feels fine. Be a super sign. That song is, <laughs> listening to that with fresh ears, that's a special, weird, improbable, beautiful song. I listen to that song so much. And also, I think I use that song to convince myself that it would be easy to learn the guitar. because it <laughs> It's kinda... a fairly simple guitar part. That's true. <laughs> I was like literally going, okay, I could do that. Like I it's can funny. do those chords. That song makes me think <laughs> it's really hard to write a good song. <laughs> well, when you listen to how simple that, I mean, obviously the song is so much more than just that. Yeah. And that's what makes it a, such a good song. Is that Getting to that last so part simple. of just that simple melody, but you've, you've built up to it. You've earned oh it. Oh my gosh. It's a higher level of difficulty than what Jens is doing. Um, well, although that is also is so a pretty fun. high level of difficulty, like in, involving all that soul instrumentation. I think some of it might oh, be samples, yeah. some of it isn't. The brass sample or sample yeah. brass. Or I'm not sure. So it's fun. like whatever he's doing, I don't know how much of it is sampling, but he is uh, he's such an interesting craftsman. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a high high degree of difficulty too. But as a, once he's got the instrumentation there, it's a fairly straightforward like – pop vocal like a sure. like he, he's got some fun lyrics like he's an oh, incredible I love his lyricist lyrics, that song the lyrics um, of that song are so but fun. it's i think it's still a little bit lower level of difficulty than what than what uh, james mercer is is aiming for with phantom limb and and he he bullseyes it oh well, yeah and i i mean i was thinking back to the the first song the simple song that we did too la- oh, the last gosh. time we talked and i was like oh boy two like heavy hitters right in a row and then I looked at the rest of the songs and I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah five heavy hitters in a row phantom yeah. limb is a very very special sweet song and I will forever love it and obviously I think it wins this little duo here yeah. it, I just I can't say enough about it I haven't really said much about it and I can't say enough well <laughs> you I know what it. here's what we'll say we'll say one more thing and I'm gonna say it about Jens Lechman and it is that he has a song we would have heard it next this is an incredible song. It is about waiting for Kirsten Dunst in Gothenburg, Sweden on a weekend evening. 
No. We've heard that she's in town <sighs> filming with Lars von Trier, but she mentioned Jens Lechman in an interview about music she likes no. in Sweden. And then uh, this uh, song uh, is about trying to run into her organically and getting too drunk and falling asleep before she got back to her hotel I, and missing uh, meeting I, up with her. I love that story so much. Yeah, let's hear a part of it. I mean, okay. the whole the whole song is one story, but now oh you can gosh. you can appreciate it with that backdrop. Yeah. What you do and here you think I heard she's filming with Von Trier Hey Clara, how's your night? Did you know about Kirsten? Have you seen her? She says, yes she was here But she was turned away At the door I know, I know I can't believe no one told her before That in Gothenburg We don't have VIP lights In Gothenburg We don't make a fuss about who you are In Gothenburg I bit my tongue and the taste of blood was so strong. Just, just oh. a one of one, Jens Lechman. Oh, I love I you, man. I want to believe that she's heard it and like knows that whole story. She must I know hope. the song. She must know the oh, song my. now. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Okay. Oh, well, wow. the shins go on. Uh, last matchup of round two Girl in Red versus Vampire Weekend. From Girl in Red, we get I Wanna Be. Your girlfriend. <clears throat> Okay, brief digression. <laughs> You're not typing in the Ramones. I was okay. literally going like, is this a Ramones song? Okay. I was <laughs> Okay, we're fucking old. So what? where we both went apparently is this song is like such a just straightforward 13-year-old <laughs> diary kind of a set of lyrics, right? 100%. Right? Now maybe that's self-consciously so. I don't I don't know if that's like Sure playing a part or whatever but i was like oh my gosh like this is just for such young kids like i just don't relate to this like this is so silly right. and then i was like i can't i really checked out a little bit <laughs> but then i was like oh but like when i was 15 years old in high school i i loved this song hey little girl i want to be your boyfriend sweet little girl so, so who the fuck am I to judge? I mean, what was nobody. That? Not uh, so. Anyway, that that worked out. Um, okay, that no. was the girl in red song. So that was I want to be your girlfriend. We we get the we get the, the gist there. Up against Vampire Weekend Campus from the self titled first record. Study in romances. How am I supposed to pretend? I never want to 
special record. You love them. I love Vampire Weekend. I, I don't love dislike them. them. I'm just saying okay. you really love I them. I really love them. Okay. Um, the Girl in Red stuff, it's like, like, you know, it's, I loved a version of that when I was the target audience. Right. And now I'm not anymore. And that's not mm-hmm. a knock on it, you know? No. And I, like I said earlier, I kind of checked out because I kind of felt the same. I was like, oh, I don't really resonate with this. I also don't really love it. Like, yeah. melodically. Like, no, it, it's couldn't... not like, I didn't think it was, like, musically, it was not that interesting to me. Didn't really connect. I liked the previous um, song more, apparently. Me too. Really agree. Um, this Vampire Weekend song, super fun. Love the chorus. I still have like, I won't say PTSD because that's really dramatic. Obviously, but I still have like things. a, I have a, a ser- <laughs> like an old, an old irritation of old Vampire Weekend still in my head that I don't know. I, I really do like that song, but I feel like there's like this visceral response that comes out of me when I hear some of their songs where I'm like, oh, oh I just get kind of annoyed. I don't know why. Yeah. Because I love their newer stuff, and I, I I like this song, and I think I like all the songs that are on this list. But, but it's your something... Two Towers thing. That first Maybe record it, yeah. is the Elliott Smith Tower. It's like they literally yep. recorded it in their dorm rooms yeah. or their apartment or whatever. At uh, Columbia. As I understand it. Know. At Columbia, wearing Sperry's. <laughs> <laughs> head to toe, Ralph Lauren. Yep. Walking um, on campus. You know, but... But, like, they were doing, genuinely doing, like, a really cool version of, like, and they even brought in the kind of Afropop vibe, which is also generally recorded quite cheaply because there's just not as much infrastructure in those countries. And it, like, that works with the kind of, like, 90s indie bedroom recording aesthetic. And then they go on and they do other stuff that also works and it just keeps working and working and working. And that's Mm -hmm. why they're one of the best bands we have. Um, Yeah. But I love the story yeah. of this song. Yeah. I like the lyrics. I like the story that it tells. I love that line. Um, the line, how am I supposed to pretend mm-hmm. and never want to see you again? And I'm trying yeah. to figure out where, if there's a comma in there or not. Is it oh. how am I supposed to pretend I never Good want to question. see you again? Or how way. am I supposed to pretend that I don't want to see you again? Ambiguous. So, you know, obviously we get the, the story of this kind of one night stand vibes, but maybe mm-hmm. not. But maybe not. I love that song. It's moving forward. Okay. Farewell, Girl in Red. We are now into round three. We have eight artists left. The elite, the elite eight are Bleachers, mm. Father John Misty, Head in the Heart, Dr. Dog, Regina Spector, Haim, The Shins, and Vampire Weekend. That's a pretty good group of oh eight. Oh my gosh. Pretty That's really solid good. group. That's great. I would like, love to make a playlist of just those guys. It's great. Up first. Bleachers against Father John Misty. This is the artist that doesn't bother trying to, quote, say something versus (laughs) the artist who is trying harder than anybody else in this bracket to be seen as saying something (laughs) and meaning something. That might be that might be unfair. I don't know. That's the impression I get from the public persona from Bleachers. Here is Hate That You Know Me So Well, a song I love. Dig it. From my hands off, count mistakes on the sidewalk, act like I've been up all night. And you know what? I hate it. So I keep talking about 18, cause I can't let go of the same dream. Rub a band of my pastime. And you know what? I hate it.
that chorus. Oh, come on. It's so good. Get TF out of here it's with that chorus. It's so good. That slappy little drum thing that's happening. It's so uh-huh. fun. That was actually the song where I, when I was talking to Tess, I was like, kind of reminds me of Prince a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. No, totally. I love it. I think he's really well versed in 80s pop. And so, it is probably so <laughs> more than any previous era uh, as a writer, but also especially as a producer. I think he really, he's really dialed into that era. And I just, I tend to like stuff that he likes sonically and everything. Love it. Uh, but this is a good Father John Misty song. Chateau Lobby number four. In C for two virgins. That's the parenthetical. <laughs> Fuck you. Come on. Here we go. Am I It's like if I respond to his constant provocation, do I legitimize the provocation with the response? I g- do I ignore it? What is the best thing to do in light of this silliness? Okay, I have to say this. I'm kind of starting to question how we ended up on this list. Is well, it indie pop? Yeah, I, I do think it's like... I think it is indie pop. It's certainly indie pop if Lana Del Rey is indie pop. Like sure, sure, sure. And, and he's he is playing with a lot of different forms of pop music, all kind of through a this will make sense on sub pop aesthetic. Yeah, which is okay. you know that's a pretty yeah. that's a pretty good stand-in for what indie he's pop really is. You know, freaking weird though. He's really it's very weird. It's, I it's very character driven. Yeah, I I'm gonna say goodbye to him. I'm just gonna okay. put that yeah. here. I I cannot get rid. I have to, but I love the next song, the Hollywood Hollywood, Hollywood Forever, Forever Cemetery. Cemetery I, is so I good. love that song. song, and I don't know that that song would have beat that Bleacher song either. But yeah. I do love Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and um, I you know what? Let's let's you know. I, I'm being a little rude to to Josh Tillman here. Um, I do love this first Father John Misty record. I love it a lot. Mm-hmm. I want to play a little clip of a, a track that I think. Might have competed with that Bleacher song, which is the opening song, Fun Times in Babylon. Okay. Which is kind of like a thesis statement of the whole record, and it's so silly, but it it really works for me. Before they do my face up like a corpse and say, get up and dance. Before the beast comes looking for last year's rent.
that's like Orson Welles. I don't know. It's okay. incredible. I, I, I totally a part get, of me is jealous. I want to live this life. I want to be <clears throat> a complete drunken, stoned songwriter in Laurel Canyon, <laughs> surrounded by artists. It sounds well, fun. I'm, there's a part of me that wants it. Then there's a part of me that would literally would die if I lived that well, way. Sure, you probably would, and as yeah. would I. I think that what's really cool is that he gets to be Father John Misty, and he gets to be Jay Tillman, mm-hmm. and he gets to do Fleet Foxes. So you have a very, very, very like yeah. well kind of rounded approach of like him as a, he's he's got lots of different facets. We cannot box him but in. But he doesn't do Fleet Foxes anymore. He left to well, do this. Well, I know, but you know, yeah. in but he's that done it. song, yeah. I heard more of that. Oh, there's influence. tons of Fleet Foxes in there. Absolutely. And obviously, if you love, listen to his yeah. Jay Tillman stuff, like, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. you know that song, he does Crosswinds, mm-hmm. so beautiful. Like, to- this is a totally different person. A to- it's almost yeah. like a character. So I appreciate that. It's very artistic. I think that's awesome that he can do all of that. And I think that one really lets his vocals shine because the lyrics aren't so weird. <laughs> I get the storytelling vibe, but. Um, I mean, they're still very weird lyrics, but. They, they yeah, are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are beautiful. So, all right. Father John Misty, see you later. I'm glad we got to hear that song. That is eh, probably my favorite. I also really like Oh, I Long to Feel Your Arms Around Me from that same record. I like a lot of songs from that record. That's a good one. I like Um, that one. Next up, Head in the Heart versus Dr. Dog. This is like, Chell, this is like, like, almost like eras of your life against each other is kind of how it it feels, you know? Yes. And yes, it's, it is for sure. So from the head and the heart, we get a, a later kind of more pop tune, Library Magic, which I love. Let's hear this. Great song. Watching all the thinkers read, trying to keep a grown man quiet. It's like pulling teeth on a winter's eve. Cracks and bowls and unfamiliar roads. I'm on this one to find out. As you guess, and brothers arrest, can't stay up in the cloud of eyes. Listening to my every move, just trying to survive. Self-imposed adventure that selfishness drives. I can barely keep my head above the blue, trying to keep it off me and you. But I can see the sunshine's rays gleaming through the clear water, telling me what I've been for. This chapter's right. There will always be better days. I mean, it tickles my harmony fancy, I'll tell you what. It really does. Okay, up against I, oh, Dr. Dog's Nelly. And I'll to hold her so I'd be just an hour. Got a no notebook. Yeah, it's filled with bits and bubbles. I want to tighten it up. Yeah, and put it in a room.
I really, there's really something similar going on in these songs. There's a kind of a stream of consciousness mm-hmm. lyric and verse melody situation where it's like, it's like constant. It, yeah, constant and it's kind of changing singing. and stuff, and it's not mm-hmm. like the, the the melody is not necessarily what you expect, and there's different amount of syllables each time we get back to that melodic line. Uh, kind of a thing, and then like a kind of more straightforward uh, chorus release. Uh, personally, I, I think the Head and the Heart song is more successful at that formula than the Dr. Dog song. I do, but I kind of feel like the Head and the Heart, um, it's almost so much, it's so full. It's very full. That I kind of wait for a little break. Yeah. I love it, and I kind of wish I could hear another song by both of them. You want to do the, um, you're going to do the. Is that a thing? Yeah. Rain delay. Rain delay just, card. Yeah. I love, I really like both of those songs. I kind of feel like because Library Magic was on your folk bracket, mm. I feel a little bit like, okay, well, we're, we've got the same yeah. song and two different things. You're, thank so you I for catching like that. Yeah. I just feel, and it was, and honestly, that was the first time I heard this song. I wasn't familiar with the song, but it's a beautiful song. And I, mm-hmm. like I said, I love all the harmonies, but. I don't know if I can pick, and I feel like maybe it might be helpful to hear. Let's just hear that. Let's just get the next one up for each of them. So then we're starting fresh. Get that out of your mind. We are now going (laughs) to have two new songs competing. And from the head and the heart, we're going to get all we ever knew. Same record, Signs of Light. I love that next little part. I know. Well, I think that song actually got cut out of indie folk because I was like, this is not really a folk song. This is kind of more of a pop tune. Really? Even with the la la la. This is a better fit. Okay. okay, Yeah, that part is. I know. But like. That's true. It's it's more produced. It's a little bit fuller. It just is more of a straight ahead kind of a. Sure. Pop tune. I don't know. It's it. I don't know. It's it's classic pop in some real basic sense. Okay. Up against Dr. Dog, we are going to get. The Breeze from the album Fate. Oh my Fate. gosh. <laughs> what have I done?
juxtaposition. <laughs> I feel like I made it harder. Yeah. Uh, okay. That song, The Breeze, was one of the first songs that I heard by Dr. Dog. I saw them live at the Tractor Tavern with Delta Spirit when they nice. were touring together. And um, I love, I had never heard anything like Dr. Dog before. I I loved, I loved the dueling kind of lead singers, which is so funny because that's kind of what ended up happening with us and the head and the heart with mm-hmm. John and Josiah. And I love that too. Yeah. And I think in early influence. Was that, yeah. Was that a record that that song that we heard from the head and the heart, the last one that Josiah recorded with them before he left? Uh, I Ends think he is okay. on that. Uh, I don't know if he's on that record. <laughs> he's definitely on. Oh, I think he's in the artwork. Okay. It doesn't really matter. I uh, was just—I kind of thought that was interesting because that was one of the things that really drew me to Doctor Dog, and I think was influenced heavily when when we were a band together. Yeah. Having that kind of dual vocal was so fun, yeah. and I think allowed for a lot of—I um, don't know—it was just kind of unique at the time. Yeah, anyway, uh, okay, "The Breeze" by Doctor Dog, and then tell me the name of the song again. I'm sorry. It was all we ever knew. All we ever. Yes. Yes, uh, my John, love. Oh, John. John's voice, man. Just. Okay. Give just, me like a 10 second. Like, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Well, I'm still okay. not like. I think this is the two towers again, kind of. And the head and the heart are on the like slicker kind of mm-hmm. maximal thing. And Dr. Dog is on the, you know, indie recording style. It's got that more um, winking kind of, I don't know. Um ironic distance a little bit it's a really cool song i mean it's it is it's kind of unsettling a little bit yeah the piano and just the love i just mm. okay i might regret this later but i think i'm gonna go with all we ever knew okay head in the heart making it onto mount rushmore i adore this dr dog record this Uh is like a top 10 record of my life Mm -hmm. i know every song i I love this record and I love that song, but I just think All We Ever Knew has a slight edge on that. Just mm-hmm. a little bit. I think I think that the breeze is a little bit quirkier and I think that All We Ever Knew is a little bit more palatable to the masses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I think and I think and more pal- palatable to me in this moment. More it's the head bob. Yeah. You get more of it. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. La, 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 la. It's the la, la's. Maybe. I don't know. They both have them. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> you must do gang vocals. It's the la, 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 la. La, 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 la. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Eyes on the clock. Eyes on the prize. We got five of these left. So we've got two of our Rushmore etched into the mountain bleachers and head in the heart. Next up, Regina Specter versus Heim. Heim, who certainly have been influenced to some degree by Regina Spector, I would think. Oh, yeah, must, yes. Samson by Regina Spector. Mm. She goes into ballad territory. You are my sweetest downfall. I loved you first. I loved you first beneath the sheets of Back to bed. 
on his head. He ate a slice of Wonder Bread and went right back to bed. In a history books, forgot about us. In a Bible, didn't mention us. In a Bible, didn't mention us. Not even one. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh boy. Ah. Turn it oh. off, Regina. It's uncomfortable. Seriously, it is. Turn it's it off. broken broken heart feelings and B major. <laughs> okay. Uh up That's against a, a very different song. a different kind of a song. Now I'm in it by Haim. It's gonna be interesting to compare these two. Did you hear I Want You by Savage Garden in there? <laughs> how does that how does that go? It's it? like oh I don't know the lyrics. It's like let's find it. Like I'm a feeling to control them in the basement of my spine like a chicken cherry cola. Remember that go. song from like Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Magenta feeling to control them in the basement of my spine straight like a chicken cherry cola. I don't need to try to explain how it's old on diet and if it happens again I'm a move so slightly to the arms and the lips and the face of the human can of all that I need to I won't come stand a little bit closer breathe in and get a bit out. Yeah, I mean, but it's just basically I mean, hip hop, right? I mean, it's, it's just the you know, but yeah. Although you know. that has more of that kind of 80s. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that some of that stuff is an influence on them. Totally. That's that kind that's of late nineties to yeah. them. It, <laughs> Mariah Carey type stuff, like that kind of whole world. Like I definitely hear some of that. I certainly hear a lot of Michael Jackson too and what they do. Sure. Yeah. Um hard to compare those two, but but you gotta pick. So what are you gonna do? Um I'm I'm going with Regina. Mm. I like him and I just don't love that song. Yeah. Just that's the okay. simplest the simplest way to say it for me is that I love that Regina song and I don't love that other one. <laughs> well, I uh, I have an idea for something to do about Haim. So I'm not going to talk about them right now, but I love okay. them. I think they are one of our They're great phenomenal. pop groups, one of our great indie groups. Uh, just top, absolute A plus top tier. So we'll mm -hmm. see you later. Next up, the Shins versus Vampire Weekend to get that fourth spot on the Mount Rushmore. For the Shins, we get Sleeping Lessons.
Cool. Up against <clears throat> Vampire Weekend. Unbelievers from Modern Vampires in the City, album number mm. three. This is a very good song. <laughs> if I'm born again, I know that the world will disagree. One little grace, but who's gonna say a little grace for me? We know the fire waits unbelievers us all and sin is the same. Should I be? Is this the fate that half of the world is planned for me? I know I love you, and you love to see. But what do all the days and it drops, it drops for me? I mean, it really kicks in in the end there when when it's when it gets into a few more instruments layered in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I but that's how the Shin song is too. Like you kind of have absolutely. to stick with it a little we, bit. We went later. We played later in the song because that's I kind of like it when all the guitars. For are both in of those, I think it's yeah. kind of you have to stick with it a little bit. But yeah. I think I think that Vampire Weekend kind of takes this one because I think the lyrics is, are so much stronger. Mm. Like I love that Shin song and I love the yeah. Shins forever. You were vibing on the on Zoom call here. Absolutely <laughs> vibing. <laughs> Yeah, you're into I it. just feel you like were in it, I you know. could say in the words of Heine. Yeah. I was in it. Yep. I was in it. I just the I love the the whole concept of the unbeliever song. I just like mm-hmm. the content. I like what he's saying. I think it's really thought provoking. Yeah. Um that was probably one of the first vampire weekend songs that I liked willingly. It didn't take me like a long time to get into it. <laughs> you were you immediately liked it when you heard it. I immediately it. liked you were okay it and with I immediately like yeah, I was okay with liking yeah. it. I didn't recoil. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I, I, love, I love that band, personally. Yeah, yeah they're great. Um, um, but I love that Shin song. I don't think there's anything bad to say about no, there's them nothing. or it. No, nope. love them. Phenomenal. I mean, they, they do well every time they make it into one of these tournaments. The Shins are great. We've got our Mount Rushmore. Bleachers, mm. Head in the Heart, Regina Specter, Vampire Weekend. Oh, I'm so glad there's still a girl left in there. Yeah. All right. Final four. For Bleachers, we get Stop Making This Hurt from Take the Sadness Out of Saturday Night. The I'm going to, it's my Bruce Springsteen album. Record. Oh, love it. That song, that's kind of a sleeper jam. It's really good. I I think, okay, well, let's hold on. That's up against, (laughs) (laughs) up against the head and the heart. And the track we get for them is I Found Out from Living Mirage. 
I found out it's not the love that's in your mind It's the love that you might find It's gonna save our lives I give my trust to the wrong man again The wrong man again Well, it happens all the time It happens all the time I was born on a good day, I've seen the world through children's eyes My, how those years go by mm, Those years go by If you don't know where you're going, don't you wish that on me So you don't know where you're going, don't you wish that on me Quit wasting my time, telling me what you think is right You can spend your whole life Sometimes, like, there's okay. There's a thing that goes on in, in especially the last few records of the Head and the Heart, where like, hmm. because we think of them as a folk group because of the first record, and because of, and then the harmonies stay. And there's acoustic, yeah. a lot of acoustic instrumentation, and Charity's often playing violin. But other than that, it's like almost everything else they're doing is not doesn't care about that world. This is like a major departure from, I think, a lot of that early stuff. Yeah. This sounds very totally different to me. And th- But this seems, this is closer to kind of what they've done, you know, the last three records, kind of, if you average them out. It's more this. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like even their newest record, the blue one. Yeah. I feel like. That one I don't know I as don't well. know. They kind of have some callbacks. Like, okay. even if you listen to, like, Virginia. Oh they yeah, Virginia is. Yep, yeah. that, that could have like, been on the first oh, wait, record. This could have yeah. been on the first record. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And, That's a good song too. Yeah. Um, the harmonies on this are so pristine; it's almost overproduced, in mm. my opinion. Yeah, it's just um, a very and then, but again, it's that kind of stream of consciousness consciousness thing. Like, mm-hmm. there's an extra part in there, like before the pre-chorus, that most bands would not include. It's mm-hmm. like. They and they've always, but they've always done that. They were always playing, experimenting with song form. You know, sure. they they didn't have a lot of verse, chorus, verse, choruses in those first couple records. Right? No, not at all. And I think, and I, and with when this song starts out with that's the chorus, right? Yeah. Well, I don't I know where that. I'll cut it, but we heard the kind of acapella. Oh, okay. We chorus we heard thing, yeah. the acapella kind of intro to the song, and I think yeah. I expected from that moment to go into like a busier part of the song, but they kind of dropped. Down, they drop even down and more it's, mellow. Yeah. And I it just didn't hook me as much. <clears throat> Whereas Bleachers, you're like, I wish I was born in 1965 I wish I was in, in New the Jersey. Car with them singing, driving down the road yeah. in Jersey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. It's so fun. Yeah. I love I love that Bleachers song so much. It's just I can't not smile like when I listen to it. Okay. Um well, I think that Yeah. I think it just wasn't the right matchup, I think, for Head in the Heart to take it. Yeah. I think but there they are did some great. songs that could have beat that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think I'm going to give it to Bleachers. Okay. So now we got the second semifinal, Regina Spector versus Vampire Weekend. For Regina Spector, we get The Call. Pick a star on the dark horizon and follow. You'll come back 
Well, this is what happened. Is she wrote that song for a Chronicles of Narnia movie? It's I was not just looking that up on an I was album. Like, this is from a movie. <laughs> and it's like, and you can, and it sounds like it is, and it's not bad. I think the, no. the kind of Baroque pop stuff she's doing with the orchestration is cool, but it also feels like it's like Regina Spector with like the sharp edges, uh, like smoothed totally. out, yep. which is not as appealing. Yeah, and I thought immediately, I was like, is this in a Disney movie or like was this on yeah. like Grey's Anatomy or something like that? Like yeah. it didn't feel like totally her. Yeah. Well, hmm. and it's it's probably going to lose to Oxford Comma by Vampire Weekend. Well, I mean. <laughs> Who gives a fuck about an Oxford Comma? I climbed a dog shallow too. the sweat sweat drips off my balls i believe is Mm -mm. what they are that's what they're referencing first the window then the wall all right so we're talking just uh challenging some pretense then huh i i don't i wouldn't pretend to know what ezra koenig meant in that moment but i mean the song in general it's kind of a yeah it's a little bit of a a lot of vampire weekend especially early on you could you could use the term it's a formal exercise pretty accurately (laughs) sure uh but and so it can lack some kind of soul. Um, sure. But that record to me, you know, it's so plucky. It's so, it insists upon itself. Oh yeah. It's kind of like has a little bad attitude. It does it's have like, a little, uh, it has a little, little snotty, a little Slytherin attitude to it, you know? <laughs> Slytherin. Yes. Uh, but it's, but totally. like that Regina Spector song, it's like a bummer. Like why did people stop listening to that song? We yeah, could have got it's... us. You know, we could have got. I know, and us is hot. such a great song. We could have got uh, on, on the, the radio. radio. That's Come such a good on. one. Or hotel. I'm telling song? you, opera moi. Oh, I know opera moi. Yeah, weird yeah, yeah. song. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh man. Oh well, we got to move on. Yeah. So Vampire Weekend, Let's, right? Obviously, is getting that one. Weekend. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. Final. Bleachers v Vampire Weekend. <sighs> From Bleachers, we get you a great <laughs> song. <laughs> A great have you song. used any of your vetoes? I don't think I've used any. No. Hopefully you won't have to. I don't veto the last round. I did okay. it once and I vowed to never do it again. Okay. Okay. Here's from Bleachers. I miss those days. Those days I'm still in my sister's rooftop. Watching the city burn into the night. I'm not sure that we were meant to survive. I was 16 in a van, driving myself to Florida. Part of me never left that seat because nights and weekends still looking for a tree. Everyone is changing. I 
Stiff up against from Vampire Weekend, Step from Modern Vampires in the City. Back, back, we're back. I used to front like Angle Rock, Mechanicsburg, Anchorage, Dar es Salaam. We're on the New York with champagne and disco. Tapes from LA slash San Francisco. But actually, Oakland and Al Alameda. He goes in Berkeley with a communist reader. Mine was in tune with a boombox and walkman. I was a horrible girl that was back then. Love's in love, the wisdom teeth are What you on about? I feel it in my bones I feel it in my bones I'm stronger now, I'm ready for the house Such a modest mouth I can't do it alone I can't do it alone Every time I see you in the world You always step Speaking of Baroque pop, love that yeah. aspect of Vampire Weekend. <clears throat> That's an interesting matchup. I it, I feel like they're saying similar things. Hmm. I, feel, I feel like they're both nostalgic somehow. Like they both make me feel nostalgic. I mean, obviously you have him, him spelling it out and Bleacher saying I miss those days. It's also that um, it's got that Bruce Springsteen style like. Oh, a saxophone hook. Totally. That's like, oh, 70s rock, you know, or whatever. And, and you're yeah. driving, you know, through New York in a 90s movie, like looking at the Ritz Carlton and you're going to go shopping and maybe you're with Macaulay Culkin and you're lost in New York. Who knows? <laughs> it just feels like it fits like a 90s good time yeah. scene I, yeah, sequence, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. But then the other one makes me feel nostalgic in more of a sad way. Nostalgic for what does the Vampire Weekend song? No, it kind of makes me feel like getting old too. Hmm. <laughs> I need to look at the lyrics. There was something that kind of made me feel like, oh, it's called Step, right? Yeah. Well, he's talking about Modest know. Mouse. You tell me. I, well, I saw that. That didn't really fit, wasn't fit what I was feeling. But what do you think? Uh, I, when I hear the that Vampire Weekend stuff, that super Baroque pop, like the, it's either. It's like a harpsichord or something like that, playing that really mm -hmm. bright stuff. That always makes me think of like 60s chamber pop, like Beach yeah. Boys and Beatles and um, Harry Nelson and stuff like that. So that's kind of more where that one takes me. I mean, he's Ezra is a very clever lyricist, sometimes maybe too clever. And maybe that one feels like one of the two clever ones when I really am honest. Whereas the Bleacher song to me is like, it set its bullseye on something that I absolutely am in the market for, which is like yeah. 70s rock via 90s nostalgia, but with a 2020s twist on it. Yeah, I always want that. And, and he hits the, the bullseye. I mean, you've got the la la la. You've got the laws. It's, you I... have to do it. It's the fucking la 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 la. Okay? <laughs> You have you have no choice. I know. I stopped scrolling the lyrics of the Vampire Weekend song, looking for like what was gonna make me go like, oh yeah, it makes. There is. It's something about getting older. There, it is there. Yeah. I'm gonna just set that down and just say Bleachers. Yeah. Bleachers is gonna be the winner. The winner. 
I just, I, and I'm not even ashamed. You know what? We should call, we should call him the crown prince of indie pop because on the cover of that yes, second record, his banner, he looks like, it looks like a portrait of like, uh, he's I don't in know, full regalia, like, yeah, a, you know, like a British monarchy. Like, I, you know, it looks more like to me is like, it almost looks like a, an African, uh, it kind of does. You know, like a coming to America. Like yes. it's a mix between military and royal. Yeah, because he does have that military hat on. Yeah, but there's but that military the hat. Banner. It's it's very it's very odd. I mean, his his sister is um, like a a famous fashion designer, and you know they they run in very artsy circles. It's it's Who's his sister? very cool art. Um, Rachel Antonoff. She's like a dress I don't designer. Know I mean, I guess I'm not like up on the fashion again. Yeah, I think forty in clothing, the Midwest. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, so they're like, it's just like the aesthetics are great too. And yeah, I mean, so, but because of that cover, he should be the, like the crown prince or the royal premiere of indie I pop. I love that. The so, royal premiere. The royal premiere of indie pop goes to Jack Antonoff oh, and crew, aka Bleachers. Two saxophone players in one band. I'm not going to say no to that. <laughs> I'm not going to say no either. I won't say no. Have you heard the new single? That um, they came out. Yeah, what's it called? Uh, what's it called? Uh, All the it's like modern 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 girl. Boys? Let's 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 modern play girl. a little. Can we listen you know to what? it? It's so fun. You know we're we're gonna that's gonna play us out because yes. what Bleachers won, what they what they won by winning, what they are awarded is a focus at the very end of the episode of a like <laughs> a three hour and forty minute two part episode. If you got to the end, you get to hear an ad for the new ble- upcoming Bleachers album. <laughs> Which is their new <laughs> single, Modern Girl, which I really like. Uh, and, which I love. Uh, I'm into. So we'll we'll play that. We'll play that to, to close out. But before we leave then, Chell, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's so much fun. Really fun. It this, could have been four hours. Could have been five. We could, I mean, if we had let ourselves cook. <laughs> if we had really marinated. Who knows? It could have been. You don't even know. Nice to have the, the better <laughs> microphone set up this time versus oh, last good. but it, was, good, it sounded fine it sounded fine last time good but it'll sound even better here now you can hear my braces you can hear my invisalign in the microphone <laughs> it sounds it's to the to the extent that i can hear it it's it's endearing it's great okay good <laughs> okay well thanks for doing it and um yeah who knows maybe we'll have to have you back for some other tournament and anything Anytime. else anything you want to say about the process any like real surprises or um, anything you know I'm so glad that I found this band. That's one thing I will say. This band has made my last three weeks so joyous. And I had pink eye and had a cold for three weeks. And so having bleachers in the background of all of that made yeah. it all the better. So Incredible. That, That's what pop music just, is there for. And I just got to revisit some of my old favorites, too. Yeah. Like even way back, you know, in the first episode we talked about Death Cab isn't something that I put on a lot now. But, mm-hmm. you know, they had just had their concert. So it was fresh. Yeah. Um, I listened to more of them. Listen to more of Dr. Dog like favorites that I had like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. So that was really, really special and has reminded me I don't have to just listen to Taylor Swift all the time. <laughs> That's good. It's good to know that we have options. Yeah, I would say some of these newer groups are pretty sweet. Um, definitely have added some tracks to various playlists. Uh, mm-hmm. I knew that I would just love so much of this this music, and I do. It's just like some of my favorite stuff in the world still. It's the best. Um, and... I mean, which I guess kind of makes sense because this is sort of the like indie minded people who are still trying to do Brian Wilson in some way. 
some form. Well, and that's just perfect too for your heart. Exactly. So that's, if I can draw it back to the Beach Boys, I can usually make sense as to why I love it. That's the shorthand. So, all right. Well, (laughs) thank you, Chelsea Matley and Bleachers are going to play us out here with Modern Girl. track is so good that's so good but then he came out with alma mater and that is just kind of weird oh that one's not as you're not as into that okay it's very well you know i haven't gone through his whole discography so i don't know like the weirdness yet but i'll have to give it a try there's some weirdness it's very mellow it's like Mm. super chill and baby but it's cool which is weird (laughs) obviously working toward another record uh i'm i'll be very excited to hear it i just i love the band okay well I did, they didn't exactly play us out because we came back and talked, but that's to kind of the story of my life. That's the story <laughs> of my life. Okay. Thanks, Chell. Thanks, Dan. See you next time, listeners. <laughs> <laughs>